Hello, everyone. This is Becky Pike Pluth. I'm so glad that you're here today. We're going to focus in on mental health. I know just what you wanted to talk about on a Friday as you're heading home. Uh, No, it is actually something that's really important, right? But it's not always something that we want to talk about. So I'm just going to go right to it. As a leader in your organization, in your role, you have a lot of power to create an environment that reduces tension. And that is going to allow for increased retention. When people walk into your classroom or walk into your office, if you're manager, and it feels like, ooh, something's going on or uncomfortable, it really impacts everyone else's ability to learn. And that's all about mental health as well. Our psychological well-being is a fundamental expectation because stakes are too high, right? We're competitive and we have successful businesses, but we have to take care of our trainees, psychological well-being, as well as employees. Three things that I really think stand out for me is in, in the sense of mental health is what it would cost you if you don't do it. What does it cost if I choose not to make an, a creative environment in my classes and I just kind of let it go? Well, according to research, a 2017 analysis found that the estimated cost of job stress nationwide can be as much as $187 billion. And that was in 2017. Imagine 2023, 2024, 2025. That's like a huge amount of money. The pandemic has only worsened that situation, right? 70 to 90% of those losses resulted from declines in productivity, obviously. The American Psychiatric Association Foundation Center for Workplace Mental Health reports that the cost of depression alone in the United States economy is more than $210 billion annually. And that's because of absenteeism and lost productivity. That isn't because of episodes on the job or anything like that or reduced productivity necessarily like outside of the workplace. It's really just what's happening at work. And so it's really important that we create an environment that is, um, that's safe and that reduces that tension. So what can we do? One, of course, managers need to promote health and well-being. And that we've said a million times before. And it's like, oh, yes, do that. But no one ever says, well, how am I doing that? Managers, you need to role model. If you're coming in at six and leaving at six, that's not promoting well-being and not promoting health for those that work for you. It shows them that I, I feel the obligation to be there when you're there. And even though you say, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Come in at eight. Well, you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. So managers, you need to actually be the role model of what health and well-being looks like and take the time that you need to take for yourself. Number two is employees' opinions and options for where, when, and how they work. Increase it if at all possible. If people can have a choice to work for home a couple of days a week, that could be really, really big. And as many organizations are becoming more at work, you know, hey, you want to come into the office? If you have the ability to say, yeah, you can still work from wherever, and that is something that someone really wants to do, that can help a huge amount in the mental health for those 
individuals. A third thing to look at is re-examining health insurance policies. Now, this is not something that you can necessarily change. It is what it is. But knowing what's in that handbook as far as employee mental health goes is really critical and key and important because we can share that saying, hey, I know that I need a mental health day sometimes. I just wanted to share with you in our policy, we have those days for you. You're just, you know, whatever. Talking about it is number four and letting them know that that is not a negative thing, right? If we just need a moment to collect ourselves. The same is true in the classroom when I offer time for people to reflect on something. And if I don't see them writing something down, I'm just going to make the assumption that their brain just needs a moment to just, their mental health is important to just like uh, decrease the senses are overloaded and maybe it's time for a short break. So watching, viewing, listening to what people are saying and then using their feedback is really important. And then the last thing I think about when I'm, I mean, there's obviously a billion things we can think about with mental health is really just taking a critical look at equity, diversity and inclusion policies. We don't want anyone coming into work feeling like, oh, I'm not welcome here because of X, Y, Z, or I feel like an outsider because of my diversity, whatever that might be, or the being included in X, Y, Z. And sometimes that's just a matter of talking to people and getting to know them. Some people may not share, so it's hard to to really include people or make them feel equitable if if, if we don't know, but it's our job to ask. It's our job to get to know and and to create a safe environment, and that just can make for a huge mental health kick. So get on the mental health kick. Start working out, drinking some extra water. You know, I know it's Friday night, but, uh, you know, get that, get that water on, get that workout in, and do something fun for your brain. Do something that, that your brain says, I'm excited to do this. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next Friday for another Creative Training Techniques tip for you.